right, back here with a special edition of our Indy Star Preps Weekly. Trevor Andershock, Jeff the Shark Shanley have joined me, and we're going to break down the Indian All-Star uh, team for 2024. And uh, Shark's watching the uh, end of the Purdue game, so if he, if he, uh, I don't know, goes crazy, I guess that's good. Or it could be bad, who knows. If you hear a door slamming, it's just my head in it, that's all. <laughs> that's all, don't worry about it. Yeah, don't, uh, don't mind me. Right. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk Indian All Stars, and this is a class, Trevor. I'll start with you. That uh, it's probably not the deepest class we've had. To, to uh, put it mildly, um, it's not the uh, you know not the best class we've seen in the last ten years, fifteen years. Um, so it makes it an interesting class to to try to pick. Uh, but what your overall thoughts on this twenty twenty four class? Yeah, like you said, definitely not the deepest. Uh, obviously, Floyd Bedunga moving in helps the class, but Without him, it was going to struggle to get more than a handful of, you know, solidified D1 guys going into last summer. And usually you have a couple dozen instead of a handful. So I think that kind of speaks about how deep this class is or the lack of depth. Um, but, yeah, just going over who I thought could make this Indiana All-Star team, you really, after 10 guys, you have a, a big group of people who have had good seasons but haven't really – put themselves in the position where it's a no-brainer Indiana all-star type. So, like you said, it makes it interesting because there are so many people who have an argument to be on the team, but there's so few that have really locked themselves into a spot this late in the uh, in the season. It's pretty surprising. Well, let's start. And I, I we talked about how many how many locks uh, shark do you have? How many do you think are 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 locked into a spot on this team so far that that are like no brainer picks? To me, I have three. I, I completely agree with Trevor's assessment that you know most years you have eight or nine, maybe even ten locks, and you're just really trying to round out the roster. You know, around sectional time. I think, you know, there's starting spots that are wide open. I personally have three um, locks, in my opinion. Um, I don't know how many you guys have, but like Trevor said, that's wide open um, for the, you don't want to say the bottom half of the roster because they're all talented kids, but, you know, spots six through 13, there's 20 guys fighting for those seven, eight spots. And we're going to, uh, we're going to say it's a 13-man team. Uh, for the for the for our purposes here, you know, there are some years where it's uh you know fourteen based on an injury or whatever, but we're we're going to keep it to a thirteen man uh, team as we look at it. Uh, Trevor, how many how many uh, locks did you have on we we? And I'll say ahead of time, we didn't really I didn't want to really talk to you guys about this before we recorded, so we don't know what each other kind of has here going into it. Uh, it's like a card game, you know. It's like we're playing, <laughs> we don't know each other's hand uh, going into it, so. Uh, what do you, how many do you have, Trevor? I ended up putting four guys on my lock kind of tier, but I can definitely see where Sharks coming from with three, uh, assuming they're the three I'm thinking of. But I have four. I thought if you go, you know, shorter than that, then you're really getting nitpicky a little bit too much. So I went with four guys for my locks. All right, let's let's start with the first one. I think uh, we don't have to spend too much time. Uh, Flory Badunga, I'm sure. Uh, we've all three have him. I, he's a guy I think will be um, the, maybe the front runner, probably the front runner for Mr. Basketball. Uh, I don't think there's many arguments to be made here, is there? No, he was on line one for me. Definitely the uh, front runner for Mr. Basketball in my eyes. 
No complaints for Kansas, me, Kyle. Uh, what's that? No complaints for me, Kyle. <laughs> headed to Kansas, McDonald's All-American, the only one on this team uh, who is uh, – or the only one uh, you know, that we'll be picking who is a McDonald's All-American. And should say, too, ahead of time, too, this this class was hurt by uh, Cannon Catchings leaving uh, as well. So he, he definitely, I think, would have been in this lock uh, category as well. Uh, but at this point – and, uh, you know, ineligible to make this team, clearly. So uh, who do you have? I, I mentioned number one there. Who's 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 number two, uh, Shark? Who, do you, who else do you have? I have Jack Benner from Brownstown. Um, you know, we talk about Indiana All-Stars, whether it's a, a senior year award or kind of a career award, same, with thing, same thing with Mr. Basketball. And um, either way, I think you have to have Jack Benter. I know he's had some injuries. He's missed a couple of the big um, events statewide, the sneakers for Santa. He wasn't able to play in the Hall of Fame Classic. He wasn't able to play in. I think that kind of hurt his Mr. Basketball candidacy, um, to be honest. But he still put up some great numbers for a really good Brownstown Central team. So he's my uh, line two uh, behind Flory. And I'll say he is – I got his stats today. He's 24.5. Uh, points per game right now, 6.8 rebounds. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't think there's probably much argument to be made against him uh, being on the team. The only unfortunate thing I'll say, I thought he had a chance to uh, uh, make a real run, and he may still at Mr. Basketball because I think this is a team that could win a state championship. Uh, but he did miss the Hall of Fame, and he missed the game against uh, Lawrence North uh, due to two different injuries, and he missed five games uh, of the season so far. So, uh, hopefully he's fully healthy. He's number 27 right now on the all-time scoring list. He'll move up uh, even, uh, you know, very quickly. He's going to jump several spots. Uh, has he? Uh, all these names are kind of numbers are bunched together. So he's going to make a run up to the top 20 real quick and uh, probably well beyond that. So uh, Jack Benner, uh, pretty clearly, I think, uh, Indian all-star and uh, potentially still an outside shot, I think, at, at uh, Mr. Basketball. And also, too, I'll say I think he'll probably carry a lot of votes. Uh, sometimes that matters in his part of the state. I think that's something we could see uh, to work in his favor uh, with the Mr. Basketball vote. Yeah, playing in southern Indiana, those guys like to stick together, and he'll definitely get some votes. Like you said, missing those key games I think really hurts him in that in the voting statewide. If he would have been able to put up some huge numbers, they win the <laughs> Hall of Fame maybe he gets more votes from the Northern half there, but uh, definitely deserving to have Jack Benner uh, on the team. Number three, Trevor, who, who's your uh, next uh, lock on this list? I uh, want well, KJ Windham from Ben Davis, uh, obviously played a huge part in their undefeated season last year, three year guy for the giants, another great year heading to Northwestern uh, after its high school career. Um, I thought he's just been really consistent for them, been a big kind of cog in the uh, program at Ben Davis, becoming such a power over the last few years. And um, I think his overall body of work plus his senior year makes him a lock in my eyes. Yeah, 15.5 points uh, per game uh, right now. He's kind of taken over that, uh, which we thought he would going into this year. He's He's been – yeah, last year I was impressed. He he was uh, you know kind of willing and 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 took a role that was uh, maybe not what he thought it was going in. He got hurt and then um, you know had to come back and was basically a sixth man and, and played that role really well on a state champion team. Uh, but fifteen point five a game, he's leading Ben Davison scoring. Obviously, he shoots it really well from three. 
And I think he had a really good summer. Obviously, put himself in position to uh, get that Northwestern offer. And, uh, you know, he's a guy who can really, I think, fits well with the other guys you've got uh, so far with, with Flory and, and Jack Benner. Um, you know, a guy who just seems to, uh, you know, he plays, plays well in big games too. And I think he's, a, I think that team, I think uh, moving forward, they're going to, they're going to be a, a favorite in that sectional. And it sounds weird from a defending state champ, but maybe kind of a sleeper team to make a run uh, in the 4A tournament uh, coming off a good win over Attics last week. So uh, yeah, he was, what, Shark, did you also have KJ as your third? He was not my third lock. I did have him probably about as close as you could get to a lock without doing it. He was, I think, fourth or fifth on my list when I was going down, um, going down kids. Um, obviously, like you said, with the injury last year, you thought he would have um, played a huge role in last year's state tile, but kind of had to not take a back seat, but just fill in where as needed. And he's healthy this year. And Ben Davis is uh, still making a, a move in 4A, their team to, to look for in March, making a deep run. So um, definitely a deserving pick uh, for KJ Wyndham. Well, I'll turn it back over to you. Who was your next, uh, who was your next lock? Uh, my lock was Keenan Gardner of Fishers um, with the year that they're having losing Jalen Harrelson, um, watching his game against Flory um, at Southport, um, where he just played so incredibly hard. He's been the leader for them, doing a lot of different things. He's worked on his body, um, seems to be more athletic, quicker this year, a better perimeter shooter than he was last year, and just really had a great year. I know Fisher's lost this week to Carmel, but they're still one of the favorites in 4A, and he's a huge reason for that. He was also one I had on my my lock list. I uh, and mine was I should say I had six on my list of uh, locks that I think, um, you know, these are not locks that are like uh, oh these guys are for sure on the team. But in my mind, uh, they 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 will be. Uh, Garner is a, a guy I think's improved a lot. You know, you kind of touched on it there with, uh, you know, he's only been here two years, but uh, he's made the most of it. And I think you know this year's team with it with Jalen Harrelson leaving. Uh, he's been the guy that uh, has kind of stepped right in and, and uh, been the main uh, scorer for them. 17 points, leads him in rebounds, leads him in uh, uh, second actually in assists with 3.6, uh, more than eight rebounds a game and, and block shots. He's almost two a game. So just does a lot of things, very aggressive uh, player. And uh, they've been undefeated up until uh, this past weekend when they lost to Carmel. So, you know, they've got a couple – bigger games ahead. And obviously it's going to be tough to get out of that sectional, but uh, you know, Trevor, I don't know if, what you thought about Garner and his, his chances, but, uh, but I feel like too, I, I agree. I think he's going to be one of those uh, locks for me as well. Yeah. I had him kind of on the, the one B line. I think you could pretty much combine my locks and my near locks basically tier one and tier two, but I had him in the second tier, but Definitely a guy I think should make the team with his season, how much he's meant to Fishers and his production and leadership. I mean, that team's really tough, and it kind of starts with him inside doing all the dirty work. So definitely think he should make the team. And it'll be interesting, and we'll get to some of these other names that are in that same sectional, but uh, that, that'll be – you know, I, I don't think in his case it's going to necessarily come down to that, but it could for some other guys who are in that same sectional and only – of course, one will come out of there, but very competitive sectional again. 
uh, in uh, sectional eight, which will be played in Noblesville this year. So it could give the Millers a little bit of a, of a upper hand. So who, who are we missing here? Trevor or, or, or uh, Jeff, are those all of your locks we've mentioned? Yeah, those are my three locks, Flory, Jack and Keenan. Um, those who were, were my three. Tough grader by Shark only having three locks. That's a that's a high. He's got high standards. I mean, it's just nothing, nothing else. As how's that from Fort Wayne Wood? How's that? How's that Purdue game going? By the way, uh, final just went Purdue one hundred and one Northwestern ninety six. Uh, wow. Chris Collins not happy with Courtney Green on his way off the floor. Um, dapping up Zach Eady. Um, <laughs> I love this play by waving play. to the crowd, getting the crowd fired up. Um, well, good. We can watch that later, I guess. That's all we nearly needed there. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for uh, the cut in. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> it is interesting, though. I was watching that game, and it's funny how uh, time flies. But P.J. Thompson and Brian McIntosh, both on the 2014 uh, Indiana All-Star team. So uh, those guys, I remember even at the time, was like, man, these guys, they they uh, they sound like coaches. They act like coaches. And Sure enough, they are coaches. So, uh, but yeah, they were on that same all-star team together 10 years ago. So uh, pretty cool. Uh, Trevor, did we get to all of your uh, locks? So you got one more? I actually have one more. I have Micah Davis from uh, Franklin Community on my lock team. This overall great career, big time score. Um, it's kind of been the piece that has helped that Franklin team develop over the last couple of years. And uh, I think he deserves to be on the, the Indiana All-Star team. I also had him as a lock. I have, I've seen him play uh, this season now. Uh, you know, obviously I've seen what he's done uh, throughout the year, even the games I haven't seen. He's he's uh, he's just put up really good numbers, and I think he's just an overall better player uh, than he than he has been, and he's he was pretty good anyway. Uh, but 25.8 points a game, uh, 5.8 rebounds, 4.6 assists, and uh, – going to Eastern Kentucky. So he's, he's already locked into his uh, college commitment. Uh, and, uh, he's shooting, uh, at a higher percentage. I don't have that here immediately. I think he's, he is 54% from the field too. So pretty good for a guard. Uh, you know, the thing about him, he's lefty. He's very strong to his left hand and, uh, he still gets there, you know, so, uh, he knows how to, he knows how to, uh, maneuver his way to the basket. And, and, uh, I covered the game against Whiteland. Whiteland ended up beating him in a really good game. Uh, but man, he was, uh, almost impossible to stop. I think he had 35 in that game. That's kind of been his type of season so far. So I also had him and I also had one more. I had, uh, Evan Haywood from Rebuff as my sixth uh, lock, uh, to be on the team headed to Butler, uh, putting up, uh, good numbers this season so far. Burbuff's a team I think that's going to have a chance uh, to go pretty far in the tournament as well. I think that's going to be uh, maybe you know, a thing. It's going to be another feather in his cap. The problem they have is that Garen Catholic's also in their sectional. Uh, they did beat Garen the game I covered just a couple of weeks ago, uh, but, uh, but a very uh, tough opponent who made the state finals last year. But Haywood, uh, 21.4 points a game, 6.1 rebounds. Uh, like I said, he's uh, committed to Butler, and I think that will help as well uh, when you start looking at these teams. And, you know, when you got this class that's maybe not as deep, you know, being that uh, uh, Division One high major uh, hometown uh, kid, and not that I, I think he's deserved it anyway. He's 43% from three also, uh, so shooting it at a really high percentage. But 
I know you guys had him uh, somewhere on your list, but I also had him on my on my lock list. Yeah, I had him in that second tier where I had Keenan Gardner, where they're pretty much locks, but I just had him as one step below my uh, first tier. But like you said, Haywood's been great. His development over the last two years has been really special. He went from you know a role player into a, a scorer, and then this year into a big time scorer, big time shot maker as well. So. I think he's very deserving of making the all-star team and a heck of a talent that should just continue to get better uh, throughout his college career too. It might take him a while at Butler to adjust that level, but I think at some point he's going to be a really good college player as well. And Kyle, I think it's really interesting. Your last two names are kind of polar opposites into how their high school careers have played out. Micah Davis, we heard his name down there at Franklin starting you know, early on in his freshman season where he was an impact player on the varsity level. And then you go right into Evan Hayward, who's not come out of nowhere, but definitely been more of a late bloomer. So it's been interesting to see um, those two kind of polar opposites and how their high school careers played out. But yet they're getting to the same point here to be talked about as Indiana All-Stars or potential Indiana All-Stars this year. All right. Well, I'm I'm going to throw out another name here that I think could be, and you guys feel free to disagree or, or chime in. But uh, to me, I think another name, and again, you're putting this team together, not necessarily the top 13 players, but as a team that you know you're trying to. And this has always been told to me by the committee uh, directors that I've worked with over the years, and and even in, in Mike Broughton as well, who's done it the last. Uh, what has it been five or six years now he's been in charge is you're putting a team together to try to beat Kentucky. Uh, you're not necessarily just putting down the best 13 you think are the top 13 players. So, you know, keep that in mind, you know, as well as we do this now, I think that is part of it. If you're, if you're one of the best players, obviously you're, you're in the mentions, you're in the mention for this team, but uh, I'm going to throw uh, Tyler Parrish's name out from Chesterton. I think he's a guy that, uh, I just really like his game. I, I think he uh, will fit well with this team. I think, you know, he's over a thousand points scorer now. He's played uh, two years ago on a team that made the state championship game. They, they obviously didn't play very well in that and, and play, ran into a really good opponent. Uh, but I've seen him play a couple times this year again. And, and uh, you know, just think he's uh, I think he's I think he's one of the top 13 players. Uh, and I also think he'll fit well uh, in an all star type game. He can really score. Uh, you know, he, he has to do a lot for that Chesterton team, uh, but also, you know, being I think sometimes, too, it works in your favor. You're from another, you know, they're from up north. And, and sometimes, you know, you get too central Indiana heavy or you get too uh, heavy in one area of the state sometimes. And I think that'll help him, too. But I just think the overall body of work, I, I would I like putting uh, him on this team. Yeah, he rounds out my one B category of near locks. Uh, his special senior year and overall his career has been great for Chesterton. Won a lot of games for them. Another could notch another sectional title, although that'll be tough this year with Valpo Portage and those that group. Um, but yeah, he's having a fantastic senior year, doing it all for Chesterton, inside, outside, defending, leading. He's been been counted on to be a leader for this Chesterton program. So, uh, yeah, I think he's uh, as close as you can get as to a lock in my eyes. Yeah, he was a name I had on my list, and I think your, your point was well taken, Kyle. They're looking to round out a, a team, you know, not just maybe the 13 best talent, most talented players. 
I think he can fit in uh, kind of a jack of all trades. He can handle the ball. He can shoot. He's a good athlete. He can guard people. And I mean, he was the probably second best player on Chesterton's state runner up team that was undefeated until that game against cathedral. And he's just continued to do it at a high level his last two years of high school. So definitely a, a well-deserved uh, nominee for Tyler Parrish here. He was high on my list as well. I almost had him on my lock category. I think uh, he, he, I think he's pretty close to that. I didn't quite have him right there just yet. I think, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty close to that. Trevor, who did you, I mean, you, you said you kind of, he was the last one on your, your one, a one B. How did you categorize that next category? What, what did you, uh, had you, had you uh, categorize the next level? Uh, for my notes, I put them a, a surprise if they don't make it kind of category. And it's not very deep. Um, just had two people. I'd lead with uh, Josiah Dunham from Evansville Christian. Another fantastic career. Been a big-time scorer for them forever. And leading a really good team. Evansville Christian has a great uh, team down south this year. And he's been a major, major key to that. Mostly a scorer, but a good ball handler, defender, and another guy that kind of just does a little bit of everything. He's played at a high level for Indiana lead over the summer, so you can you know he can fit into different styles, different systems, and uh, I think he's a type that could very well make this team. Yeah, he was on my list as well of that next uh, tier. Uh, their team has been, uh, you know, like you mentioned, playing really well. He's he's averaging about uh, 21, 22 points a game. I had a chance to see him up here at the uh, uh, Sneakers for Santa event, and uh, – you know, was really impressed with him. Thought he thought he uh, handled himself really. We didn't shoot the best in that game, but he, that's obviously something he does uh, really well. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's. Uh, I think when you look, sometimes one A, you know, the stats get skewed by who you're playing against. I think in his case, though, they're playing some of the best teams uh, around in their area, especially. So I don't think it's uh, misleading what he's been able to do uh, for that team. And I think he would be a uh, definitely one I'd have. Uh, in that category as well of, of guys that, uh, you know, would probably slide in there probably, you know, depends maybe if they, they're a team, maybe in that situation, they need to make a, a little bit of a run to solidify his case. Uh, but, uh, uh, but yeah, I think he's one that'll, that'll be right in the mix there. And uh, yeah. who else did you have Trevor? Uh, I went Javon Lewis up at Fort Wayne Wayne. Um, another team that's really improved throughout his career, and he was a big piece of it. I think he's scoring about 20 a game for them. And uh, I just think his individual career has been really good, and then the team success that has followed him throughout his career as he continued to get better. Um, I think those two things have really helped his case. Don't know if he will be on that the good side of the cut here or not, but I, I would be surprised if he doesn't make it just through my eyes. And I'll turn it over to our Fort Wayne expert. Yeah, that was going to be the uh, the next name. If we give Trevor Tyler Parrish from Chesterton, uh, I'll take <laughs> I'll take a Fort Wayne guy. Javon Lewis has been the the best player in in the city the last two years. Wayne making it to semi state last year, and uh, they gave uh, I believe Kokomo a, a little bit of difficulty in that semi state game, obviously falling uh, to the eventual state runner ups. But um, they have most of their team back. Uh, this year from last year's team. Um, he's obviously the head of the snake at the point guard, super quick, um, a, not a 
great three-point shooter, but very streaky. I mean, he can hit two or three or four in a row real quickly, and that just opens up his driving lines. He's so quick and so strong. Uh, I've yet to see somebody really keep keep themselves in front of him uh, going to the basket. Um, they have a lot of other talented players on their team, Preston Comer, H.J. Diller, Chase Barnes, Kalen Williams-Thomas. Uh, it's one of the more talented starting fives in the northern half of the state in 4A. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they make a run to semi-state here this year, and Javon Lewis has been the main reason why. So he was on, uh, as Trevor put it, surprised if he doesn't make it list for me. And he's a guy that, uh, you know, they're 15-3. and three. Uh, He's already got a – and this will be the case with another person I'm about to bring up here, but he's already got a, a sectional championship uh, under his belt. He's got a, a regional championship under his belt. Uh, so in there, I think they're a very hungry team. I think they're a team that uh, they really want to make a, and not that it, not that everybody doesn't, but they have the experience now uh, that they've made a tournament run, and I think they're hungry to to do it. They've come down here and played a couple times. They they lost to Ben Davis, uh, lost to uh, Lawrence North, uh, that Tech beat them. Uh, so the the only teams they've lost to are these Indianapolis teams that are are all really good. Uh, but uh, I was they played Ben Davis. Uh, for a half, they were ahead of them, and uh, you know, just really impressed with how hard they played. They kind of, they kind of, they didn't fall apart, but Ben Davis kind of took it to them a little bit in the second half of that game. But you know, came away impressed with what they've got, and uh, Lewis certainly a big part of that. And you know, I, he's another guy. I think uh, you make a tournament run, you put yourself in a good position, and they're certainly capable uh, of doing that this year. They have all the pieces in place, and I think a good year uh, to. Uh, for, for them to have this opportunity uh, to do so. Uh, the next, I'm going to bring up uh, Aaron Fine from uh, Noblesville in this in this mix, because I think he's maybe a similar type case as Lewis, where, you know, he has a sectional title under his belt. And they also, Noblesville did have a uh, Indian All-Star last year and Luke Almodovar, uh, who was a big part of that reason why. But, uh, but Fine's a guy, he's got a thousand points now. Uh, he's their leading scorer. He kind of took on more of a scoring role this year. Uh, still, you know, still uh, the big assist guy for them like he has been. But, you know, to me, he's one of these guys that goes into the sectional. You know, he's got a lot under his belt already. He's not someone who hasn't won. You know, that that Noblesville team this year, I think, is maybe better than they were last year. And uh, and he's a big reason for that. So I would put him. Did you guys have him in your in your next category here? Yeah, I had one step a little bit. Go ahead, Shark. Yeah, and he he was a kid. I was wondering how he would carry – you talked about Luke Almodovar being an Indian All-Star last year. How Aaron would carry having to be kind of a marked man every night and being that responsibility for the Millers. And he's he's passed that test with flying colors. He's somebody who uh, I've been really impressed with how he's played this year. And like you said, Noblesville, making it to semi-state last year, they could be even better this year. Obviously, that's a incredibly tough sectional, but – as you said, they'll get to play it on their home floor. So if they can get out of that sectional, um, it's Aaron's probably going to be a big reason why. And I think that would only solidify his spot on this team. Yeah, I think he needs to turn some heads in the sectional, maybe not even win it, but just have a really good sectional, you know, win a game or two or be really, really great. I've been impressed with his, his play this year. Been that leader for Noblesville. And a guy that does a little bit of everything. He he's scoring much better this year, but he he's a big time leader, tough kid, uh, kind of a coach on the floor, if you will. Obviously, with his his dad's uh, coaching background, 
but uh, I think he still needs to kind of play his way into the onto the team in my eyes. He's a 17.5, uh, 3.6 assists, and uh, 3.5 rebounds. So pretty good numbers uh, across the board. Obviously, he's and you kind of assess these things, and it's like, uh, you know, does it help to have really good teammates, or does it, you know, your overall numbers maybe sometimes go down, but your efficiency may go up. But Hunter Walston, uh, Justin Curry, and, and uh, those guys are obviously really good players as well. Uh, so he's he's got a good team around him. He's kind of that leader this year. Uh, so I, I kind of agree. I think he's probably going to maybe do a little bit more, but I think he's definitely uh, in the mix uh, in that next level. Uh, Trevor, how did you – so you only had two in your your next level. What, what's your next – how did you categorize your next group? Uh, this was pretty much the up for grabs uh, group where I have a bunch of guys. It depends if you want to go a little bit bigger, more guards, if they play well in the uh, state tournament. Um, kind of a, a mixed bag of – players who could make it here. Uh, I'd probably go next on the list was Isaac Andrews from Wapahani. Uh, great career, big time scorer. Um, I think his overall body of work, I think he should be in consideration, heavy consideration to make the team. Not sure if he's done quite enough, might need a sectional or something here to uh, really solidify himself, but have, have loved what he's done throughout his career. And I think uh, just his resume should put them in that, you know, heavy look to get on the team. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, Wapahani's been one of the best small school programs in the state now, and, and Isaac's been a four-year starter. and He's put up some some ridiculous numbers. He's, I believe, closing in on 2,000 career points. Might get that by the time uh, sectionals roll around uh, or, or in sectionals, but they've been a consistent winning program there outside of Muncie, and he's been – He's been called upon to help carry that load from day one uh, as a freshman. So definitely a deserving choice here. Um, shooting, I think, 46% from three I saw on the year. So a kid who's also able to get to the basket. He's just a really tough cover, uh, especially at the 2A level. And um, very, very deserving uh, pick if he does make it. Well, I'm going to throw this name out at you, uh uh, Trevor, because you're the Chesterton guy, and there's another guy on Chesterton's team, I think, that's going to get uh, some looks, uh, Mr. Sims, out of uh, for the Trojans. And it's kind of that weird situation where, you know, does Chesterton have to win more because they – to get a second guy or, you know, the, you're going to need some size. He obviously has that. Uh, he's a 1,000-point scorer like his teammate uh, Tyler Parrish. But, you know, what do you think Justin Sims out of uh, Chesterton? Yeah, I put him in that kind of same category as Fine and Andrews. I think he needs to do a little bit more. Um, we talked about Tyler Parrish, his teammate earlier. He's had just an unbelievable senior year. Sims has been good for Chester, and he's been that second guy for him, but not quite to the level of Parrish. So I think he still needs to do a little bit, probably win another sectional for Chester. And uh, if they do that, get a little bit more, a few more eyeballs on him, I think he could uh, definitely make the team. Yeah, and this is a, a group that needs size. You know, all the names we've listed, really the only front court players have been Flory and Keenan Gardner. Um, so this is a team that's definitely going to need some size. Uh, not saying Flory couldn't go all 40 in these games uh, with his motor, but um, you definitely want to have some options in the front court, and, and I think you need uh, a little bit of size there. Justin's a kid who can uh, – long, wiry athlete, can 
can play the four um, next to floor or can be kind of a smaller five, you know, uh, dive guy, dunker, that type of situation in all-star games. So uh, definitely, you know, he was a starter on that Chesterton State runner-up team as well, like you said. So um, he's been there, done that, and certainly a, a talented kid in his own right. And you mentioned size, and I wanted to, you know, now we're talking about possibly having two teammates on the same team. I think a similar situation, and there's another name I want to go back to here in a second uh, because I think he's deserving of, uh, you know, being on this list as well that we're talking about. But but also Westfield has two players that, you know, one has size, one's a guard, uh, one's been around longer, one's been only there for a year. Uh you know that this team may not get out of the sectional potentially. They certainly could. They're they're a very good team. Westfield at uh, uh, only one loss on the season so far. As we record this, they're going into play uh, uh, Fishers tomorrow. Uh, so, but but uh, Trey Buchanan and Nick Book. You know that's a that's quite a combination. Those guys have been putting up really good numbers this year. It's a very good defensive team. Uh, Nick Book only coming in for one year. You know sometimes that you know is. I don't want to say it's frowned upon, but, you know, sometimes, you know, the, uh, the the people who vote for this and the people who put the people on the team, you know, there's a lot of coaches. So, you know, you may not like it just having a one-year guy uh, coming in, but he didn't come from another school. He came from uh, Oak Hill Academy or not another in-state school, and he's, he's a New Zealand uh, native. So, you know, I, I'm curious about him. I think he has a real good shot, honestly, to make this team. Uh, because you need another guy who can get rebounds and 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 do those things, and he's and he can spot up, he can drive, he's he's he plays really hard. A lot to like about him, and then Trey Buchanan, who's who's kind of the leader of that team. So, how do you guys assess uh, those two making this team? Um, kind of like you're saying with Nick Book only being there one year, and his stats really not popping off at you. I think there are a couple other bigs ahead of him in my eyes. But obviously, if you're looking for size, I think he's a great option. And Trey Buchanan with his shooting ability, if you want to add another shooter to this team, would be a really good option. Um, I think I have a handful of guys above them at this point. But if they make – they're obviously a great team. They've been towards the top of 4 AL season. And if they make a run here, I think you do get at least one of those guys on the team. But I think they do need more work, kind of add to their resume to, in order to make the team here. Yeah, looking at their stat numbers, but their numbers in what they need Westfield needs to do to win. And they've been, you know, that HCC just seems like such a grind this year with Fishers, Noblesville, them. Obviously, Carmel's shown they can play with anybody. Same thing with Brownsburg. Uh, just seems like such a crazy conference. Zionsville's got talent. Um, to do what they're doing and winning uh, night in, night out in that league, you obviously have to take notice of those two and what they've been able to accomplish. Uh, like Trevor said, Nick only being there this year, that could hurt just from a name recognition standpoint uh, with the people choosing that. But when Westfield made their run a couple years ago, uh, Trey was there six man as a sophomore, knocked down some huge shots in the state tournament. And uh, he's kind of continually, you know, stepped his game up year by year into that true leader for them uh, at the guard spot. So, Nice to see his progression. Like Trevor said, the numbers may not be there, but the impact they have on their team is is definitely noticed. Well, again, we're breaking down the Indian All-Star team. If you want to go back and listen 
assessment of the end of the Purdue game. You can find that somewhere in the timeline. I think he's watching what Hawaii Five Over reruns now or something. Or uh, we're at we're at Penn Columbo. State Rutgers right now. Uh, Chris <laughs> Collins did get tossed, and he went after Courtney Green uh, on the floor. So uh, be be on the look for some replays because that's going to be all over. Uh, I guess we have to call it X right now. So. You'll see no, those we, highlights, Kyle. We can call it Twitter. It's no yeah, problem. Well, whatever you want, Shark. Whatever you want. Uh, all right. So next, I wanted to mention another name, too, because I think uh, not that we skipped over him, but Ron Rutland from uh, Christmas Addicts, who, you know, I think, uh, you know, his numbers have not been what they were last year, but partly that's just because his team changed. Uh, his role changed a bit. Um, you know, I, he honestly hadn't probably – uh, played or shot as well as he can. Uh, but I, I do think this Addicts team has a chance to go uh, pretty far. Again, they talk about the Westfield sectional, the Noblesville with all them, Fishers, but that sectional 10 is a beast as well. But Addicts won the city. Uh, they've been on a pretty good run here. They they uh, tripped up against Ben Davis, uh, who's really good also. But uh, I, Ron Rutland may be a name, I think, to uh, keep in mind as well, uh, Trevor. Yeah, especially if they do make a run like you're talking. If they can get deep in the tournament, you know, vie for the state title in 4A, I think he's the type that can make the team. Like you're saying, I thought his numbers haven't been quite as good as they were last year. Mason Lewis coming in and kind of taking the ball out of his hands a little bit more. And he hasn't shot quite as well as he can. He catches fire in the state tournament and Addicts makes a run. I think he's got a, a very, very good chance of making the team if they can get deep in the tournament. And part of part of the reason his numbers maybe haven't been uh, as impressive as you would think is Desmond Briscoe's really taken a step forward uh, for Addicts and commanded a lot of attention. He's such a matchup nightmare for people that you know they use him um, in a lot of ways. The junior four there at Addicts, so um, it's kind of a you see who's who's got the favorable matchup, whether it's Ron or Desmond, and sometimes it's going to be Desmond with what he can do inside and. And Ron's content, and Ron knows that's you know what gives him the best chance to win. So uh, he's more than happy to just distribute, handle the ball, shoot it, obviously at a high level. Um, but he's certainly capable of going for twenty-five plus if you need him to as well. Yeah, I think he's a name that uh, people know. I think that'll help too because he's a, he's a he's already has a known name. He's got a lot under his belt. He's uh, you know, and I think sometimes, too, it's unfair to like, oh, he's not averaging as much. He's not having as good of a season. I'm not just saying this about him, but just generally uh, situations change. His team is better. You know, their team is better. They're more equipped to make a tournament run right now than they were last year. Uh, and that's and like you said, uh, Shark, uh, you know, Briscoe's a better player. You know, he's just he's just flat out. You know, they're trying to get the ball to him in clutch situations and and Rutland will as well. But uh he's just not having to score as much uh, this year. Now I think he can do more and I think he can play better than he has been. Not that he's playing poorly, but I think he can go out and have a, a 25, 30 point game in a big game and, and lead them. So we'll see with him. I think he, but I think he's, you know, to me, I kind of look at it and I'm like, man, how, you know, Rutland seems like he'd be one of those 13 guys. And uh, you know, when I look at the team, I just think he'll, he might be on there. So I just, uh, you know, wanted to mention him as well. Uh, Trevor, who else was on your – who was next up on your list? Well, kind of in the same situation as Rutland, I went with Kobe Bowles at Lawrence North. He's been, you know, a very good player throughout his career, not putting up huge numbers for LN, but they're so balanced there, and they're one of the top 4A teams. So if they make a run, 
I think he would have a good argument to be on the team, give you some more athleticism at the, the guard position, kind of do a, little, a few different things. Um, probably need something in the state tournament from LN to get him on the team. Probably get out of that really difficult sectional and, you know, probably just semi-state or further for him to make it. Um, but I thought he was kind of in that same situation as Rutland where his numbers aren't huge, but his impact and playing for a winning team give him a good resume to be on the team. Well, and here's the deal. I mean, if they're undefeated at the end of the season or if they're state champions with one or two losses, who else is going to be on Lawrence? North? You know, it's one of those things where he's really the only guy you would take. They have a uh, Baker is also a senior, but uh, he's not going to have the overall numbers. Uh, Kobe will have, you know, he, he's, his numbers aren't bad. He's 12.3 points, uh, three assists, uh, but a couple steals, about three, four rebounds. So, you know, he has pretty good numbers. I mean, not, you know, not uh, the level of like Xavier Robinson, but, uh, but I can't imagine if they win state or they're undefeated or, you know, whatever. And they, I think they're probably the favorite to win state or one of them, one of the, one of a handful uh, or maybe two or three. Um, I think they're the best team in my opinion. So I don't know. I mean that, you know, it's, it would be weird if they win state and there's no LN guys on the team. Yeah. That's kind of my thinking there. Like they definitely do need to do something in the state tournament for him to get on the team. But if they win state, I think you have to put him on there. He's going to be a, a big reason why they do win state if it does happen. Shark, who else in the uh, – who are we missing from the Fort Wayne area to talk uh, about? Uh, Kyle, we're not missing anybody from the Fort Wayne area right now. Um, <laughs> not at Javon, that – not at this level? Not, no, not at this level. There's, there's some other kids who are having really good years. Um, Caleb Lehrman at Dwanger is having a really good year, but they're struggling. Cole Hayworth uh, is going to Grace at Concordia. They're having a good year. Um, Jackson Pardon at Carroll is having a good year, but I know Carroll's kind of struggling, so not much. But you were talking about Trey Buchanan. If uh, the team needed a shooter, I want to throw out another shooter for you. Uh, Joey Smith's at Center Grove. Yeah. Um, looking at his stats on Max Preps here, uh, before we went on tonight, 17 and a half points, 57% from the field, 57% from three um, on about six attempts a game. He's a guy who could come in and, and change change the course of one of these Indiana-Kentucky games by coming in off the bench perhaps and, and knocking down three threes in a row and, and getting Indiana going on a run. So um, I think, you know, talking about Kobe Bulls, Center Grove's probably going to have to make a run in the state tournament. Um for Joey to get have a shot, he's going to have to put up some numbers and some big games in March. But as an option of, of a kid who can really step in and knock down shots, um, I think he's he's definitely warranted of a look. Yeah, I agree on that. I'm I'm uh, I'm always a big fan of his, and I you know I think people kind of sleep on him sometimes, and then you look at his numbers, and it's like man, he's 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 always efficient. Um, you know, I think he's just a better player than people realize. And I, that also is a team, you know, they, they, that, that area of the state where they're will be coming from is, is, is sort of open, you know, so they could definitely be a team that's playing pretty deep into March and, uh, and he'll be a major part of that if they are. So, uh, I agree with you on, on Schmitz, um, you know, Jackson Parton, I don't know what his numbers are exactly. Uh, he's a guy, though, he's Division One. He's uh, Bowling Green. Uh, he, he was the one I thought you might bring up. But then, like you mentioned, uh, Shark, they're only 6-11. and 11, So, 
Uh, I don't know if that's uh, you know, it's hard to put a guy on the team who's who's has a losing record. I would I would think. Yeah, unless they're just going for for crazy numbers, and they have a, a pretty balanced team there with Cannon Hauser and Jair Simpson, and and like you said, you know if if you're not putting up wins, you know you you have to be doing this on a good team to show that you're able to to be a quality talent that leads their team. And Carroll just not not having as successful a season, I think, as as they they would have hoped to start this year. Trevor, who's next on your list there? Um, they're actually uh, two guys that are kind of higher on my list than a lot of guys we've talked about, uh, especially in team makeup situations, two bigger guys. Uh, Malachi McNair down at Evansville Harrison, great back-to-the-basket player. I think he's averaging like 16 and 10, somewhere in that range. So double-double, great hands, great touch in the inside. Not the tallest or more most athletic players, but he would give you some more size, more length, and uh, you could play through him at the post. Uh, I think Harrison's having a really good year, mainly because of him. Uh, so I thought he should be pretty high up there, especially if you're looking for another big uh, to add to Flory and Gardner in this uh, on this team. And I'll say I, I completely agree. I, to me, I think he. And every time I talk to somebody about All Stars, I bring his name up. I saw him at the at the uh, Paul Logan uh, invite there in North Central over the holidays. Uh, was really impressed. And uh, you know, in in a year where you're looking for guys and looking for some size and and things like that, I mean, I, I thought he was he was really good. They lost that game, but uh, they haven't lost very many this year. Uh, so I think that works in his favor. Uh, again, you know, being from that area of the state, maybe you're looking for another guy from from there. That doesn't always mean anything necessarily, but uh, maybe can't hurt in his case. And his numbers are 19 and 11. I mean, it's not like he's, you know, it's, these aren't, uh, he's producing, you know, so uh, I'm a big fan of, of Malachi McNair, uh, you know, being in the mix and, uh, you know, people ask me, I'll say he, he uh, is very deserving of a long look uh, to make the team. Maybe he's a guy that, uh, you know, does well at the top 60 or so and, and does well in that sort of situation. So you just never know. Uh, but uh, but I completely agree on him, uh, Trevor. Who else did you have on that? You said you had one more there? Yeah, I had another big, Carson Rogers from Kokomo. I thought he's had a great year playing alongside Flory. Um, kind of went from, I think, six-man last year for him, first big off the bench or fifth starter, kind of in that, that range for him. But this year, fantastic consistency, scoring inside for him, giving Kokomo even more options inside. Uh great rebounder. His game has really taken the next step. Obviously his career numbers aren't huge, but I thought the way he's played this year, if you're looking for another big to add to the team, I thought he would be a really good option as well. You know, he's a guy that just occurred to me yesterday as I was going through this list. I'm like, you know what? I think maybe, you know, in this, in this year, uh, you know, if Kokomo does something, you know, and he, and he's, his numbers have been really good. He keeps putting up good numbers. So, I agree. He should be in the in the mix. And again, these big guys, you know, sometimes there's always going to be a guy that you maybe you don't think about or like, oh, well, they they need another big uh, to fill out the spot or or whatever. So anybody who's like six six <laughs> to six eight, I mean, you're going to have a, a a better chance uh, to make the team because so many guys we talked about are guards. You know, it's just that's the nature of it. So you, you're going to need some size, even if their numbers aren't great. Uh, Sometimes you're going to need another guy with size. So I'm going to throw another name 
out uh, in a second here. Did you have another one, or was that it in that category? For- that was basically it. I have a, a couple more lower on the list, but uh, those two were the, the ones that I really wanted to mention because I think they would be good options for uh, making the team. Well, and this might be a little bit outside the box, but Braden Walters uh, from uh, Terre Haute North is a name I think maybe – um, you know, he's not a big scorer necessarily, but, you know, and he's, his first year at Terre Haute North, he came from Linton Stockton, uh, was a big part of that uh, group uh, make, making state uh, last year, and then uh, has gone to Terre Haute North and had a good season. And, you know, he's 11.2 points, but then 5.8 rebounds, 3.6 assists. He's almost a guy who doesn't look to score a ton, but uh, does a lot of good things on the court. Uh, and plays great defense, you know, so he's sort of like a glue guy type of guy, but he's playing 4A basketball, and, and you know, it's it's a team that's 15-3, and three and they're going to have a tough, you know, it's a tough sectional with Plainfield, Brownsburg, uh, Avon in there, uh, Terrell South in there, so uh, no guarantees, but, you know, when you start going down the list on this team, he's, he's a name I thought uh, maybe outside the box type of thinking a little bit, but a guy who may, you know, I know you guys have seen him play, but maybe a guy that, you know, his points may not jump out at you, but if you see him in a, a team setting, he does a lot. Yeah, I really like his game. I do wish he would look to score more because he's athletic enough and skilled enough to score. He's always liked to be the the distributor, the rebounder, the glue guy, like you're saying. I think he has the skills to score more, and he just is not aggressive enough. If he was scoring more, I think his numbers pop out more, and he would be – kind of on that that really top line of making the team. But like you said, really does a little bit of everything. Good athlete, good size. Uh, definitely a guy, if you're looking to win games, you could add to this team. All right, who else Who else are we missing here? Who's? Uh, I know uh, there are some, some other names out there, obviously, we haven't mentioned yet. And, uh, of course, you could go down uh, pretty far. And there there's some guys, I think, that – you know, that, that, uh, deserve mention, but who else did you guys have? Go ahead, shark. If you haven't, uh, Trevor, I'm going to hop up to the, the region. And uh, better Jake not Smith steal at, my guys. Jake Smith at Lake. <laughs> oh man. That was one of them. Uh, I was going <laughs> to, you took my Malachi McNair. I was going to try and squeeze that one in on you. So, uh, Lake central 14 and two this year started out 14 and zero. um, lost their last two to Portage and Chesterton. Um, I'm sorry, 13, two, but, Jake's kind of an inside-outside, you know, six five six six four man who can do a lot of different things. Probably doesn't impress you the most when he's walking off the bus, but comes in and can can score in some different ways for him and leading a really good Lake Central team. Um, looking at somebody with some size, some positional versatility there, um, I know he's having a great year, so that was a name I wanted to throw out. Yeah, that was one of them. I had another region guy, uh, Caleb Parks, over at Bishop Knoll. Uh, started the season just unbelievably, just putting up huge numbers. Kind of regressed a little bit, but I think he's still in that 16 or 17 points per game uh, range for him. Really good athlete. He's come on, on during his senior year. Um, really is making that Knoll team go. Um, really athletic, thrives in transition, but can make some shots too. Um, think he would definitely make need to make some noise in the state tournament to uh, get on the team, but I uh, just wanted to point him out since he's having such a good senior year. Well, I'll throw another one out there. Uh, Terry Howell from Evansville Bossy, who was on the uh, 
the junior all-star team last year. And, and that's not a team that, you know, they, they've had some trouble this year. I know they've had some guys out at times, uh, but I think he's a name that, that, you know, ha have some name recognition. Uh, he's going to end up putting pretty good numbers up. He's already over a thousand uh, points for his career, pretty far over a thousand actually. So uh, I would say he's again, talking guards again. So he's another smaller guard. Uh, so you, you start running out of guard spots at some point, but uh, I think he's a name that, uh, could be in that mix uh, as well. Um, and then, uh, you know, it's, it's again, there's a lot of different, uh, you know, things you could look at when you're putting together a team. But, uh, you know, Josiah Gustin's another guy with some size. He's committed to Marion at uh, Pendleton Heights and uh, has had a pretty good year. I got a chance to see him against uh, Greenfield uh, Central the other night and, and thought he looked pretty good out there. He's put on some muscle. Uh, better overall player, um, you know, than he has been. And and uh, I think he's got a pretty bright future ahead of him, too. But, you know, he's another guy I think maybe uh, potentially could be in that, uh, you know, on that bubble category. Yeah. If you want to throw out another guy with some size, uh, Mason Harvey over at Seton Catholic, uh, about six seven, shoots it really well from three, actually, too. Um, he's had a great career for him, and I think he's scoring uh, over 20 points, I think maybe 23 points a game for him. Um, has had a really good career. Another guy with some size and some skill that you could look to uh, add to the team. Jeff, you got anybody else here? Um, that's we've pretty much covered all the guys I had on my list. Like like you were saying, Kyle, just trying to find some size to back up Flory and Keenan Gardner. I think is going to be the biggest kind of question mark, and who can really take hold of the last month of the regular season and state tournament time. Um, anybody who's, you know, six, six or bigger that can, that can prove that they can, they can play a little bit, I think is going to draw some, you know, consideration for this team just because of uh, the roster makeup and what this class has. Um, there's going to be some really talented guards that are getting left off of this team. That's just going to happen with how deep the guard class is and how many people are in that that group that's trying to play their way on. But uh, if you're, if you're a big, um, I think there's spots available for you on this team. You know, they're going to need size behind Flory. Well, another name too, I'll say uh, Grant Porath from Brownsburg, you know, 14.9 uh, does a lot of things. Left-handed uses body really well uh, rebounds. Well, um, you know, again, that team, they'll be in a tough uh, sectional with, with uh, Plainfield, Navon, and and uh, Taro North, like I mentioned, but had a really good career. You know, been a guy who's been playing for three years now and, uh, you know, still up in the air on where he's going, but another career-type guy, and maybe if they end up making a run, uh, could have some opportunity. Uh, but, yeah, we're getting to the point pretty far. Uh, you know, we've talked about a lot of names. I don't even know how many names we've mentioned, but, you know, it's always – it's always like I mentioned earlier. It's just you're you're putting together a team, not necessarily a uh, just a list of names, you know. So uh, that can always make it difficult. And I think that's kind of the thing with this team is: do you want another guard? Do you want some size? Do you want? How do you kind of mix and match? Do you do you feel like having Flory out there is enough? You know, <laughs> enough and just put some some shooting around him, you know. So it's it's uh you know, and that'll come down to the coaches too. So how this works basically is the the tournament director, the uh, all-star director, Mike Broughton, will basically pick uh, most of the team, and then they'll leave some spots open for the coach 
uh, to decide on some names too. So that'll have a factor, you know, the, the, what does the coach want? You know, what do you, what else do you need coach type of thing? So, you know, that could also be a part of this process as well. Uh, move, you know, it will be for sure. So, so that's, that's putting the team together is a little more complicated than maybe people think it, think it is. Yeah. I say they play five out, just go all guards and, and fire up <laughs> shots and see how it goes. I think that would work out well. So. Yeah, there's a there's a competitiveness to this game. I think you know people. I remember that you know going down to Kentucky, especially that first night, and, and like last year they got beat, and it's like, uh, oh, we, we're not uh, we're not uh, you know doing what we thought we were going to do coming down here, and so there is a level of competitiveness to it as well, and and usually it uh, works out pretty well in Indiana's side, but uh, but it's a big deal. I mean, being an Indian All Star. You know, you walk in these gyms and the jerseys are on the wall and it's still I think it still resonates for sure. It's a goal of these kids. And, you know, I don't take that uh, lightly as we talk about this, you know, knowing, you know, this is kind of what you play for beyond the, the team stuff. You know, this is it kind of puts you in a different uh, stratosphere to some level. So uh, so it's a big deal, even in a year where it's sort of, you know, maybe not as deep. Uh, we could talk for three hours on next year's team, probably, <laughs> and not run out of uh, things to talk about. Which it's it's pretty incredible the depth of that class. But and who knows how it shakes out. But uh, but this year's team, I think, is a little bit uh, you know a little bit light, I would say. And and next year will be the opposite. It, how do you just as we get done here, Trevor? How do you kind of assess next year? Oh, it's one of the best classes we've seen in a long time. I think it kind of compares pretty well to like 2014, 2012, those really deep classes plus high-end talent. So you have big, big-time guys up at top, but then it goes on for, you know, 30 or 40 players that are either have D1 scholarships or will get them soon um, throughout the state. So just the depth is incredible, but you do have that high-end talent with, you know, Trent Sisley, Braylon Mullins, Xavier Robinson, Desmond Briscoe, and it just keeps going and going. Um, so it will be a fun class as long as they do stay in state. Yeah, there's yeah, just there's, so many guys. Sorry, Jeff, go ahead. Yeah, there's been a bunch of guys who have really taken a huge jump in their junior years in that class that um, I think at the start of the year, we're like, oh, okay, Trent Sisley, you know, with Jalen Harrelson uh, leaving. Trent Sisley's the headliner, but I know, Kyle, you got a chance to see Braylon Mullins uh, drop, a, what was it, 50 or 51 on Pendleton Heights. Um, Trevor, up in your neck of the woods, Jack Smiley's having just a ridiculous season for Valparaiso up there. Uh, their left-handed guard, he's putting up video game numbers half the time. Um, and there's other really good players. You know, I got a chance to see Kellen Pickett at Blackhawk Christian a couple weeks ago. He's now the man there on a really good team. Um, taking more of a leadership role. He was, I thought, the best player in the 2A state final game last year. Um, so he's in that class. And like Trevor said, you just go down the line. There's so many kids um, that you look at, for, you know, picking the junior all-stars, even with the breakup of how they break up the teams, that's going to be hard. And there's going to be some really good kids left off the junior all-stars this year. Yeah, that's another thing. Going back to Mullen's game there, Kyle, did they make sure that was 51 because that – Final shot, you said, was then called a two, but it was clearly a three. Did they make sure that was 51? So, yeah, I'm driving home. So no one in the – they originally the ref threw up his hands. They called it a three. It was 74-72. And then all of a sudden they changed it to 73-72 and made it a two-pointer. So we 
I we're in the locker room talking to Mullins like, you know, man, that's too bad you stepped on the line, blah, 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 you know, and, and uh, he's like, man, yeah, it's like I'll have to break it some other time, you know, whatever, you know, just kind of like, oh, well, but it was 50. But so then it would come back out and uh, I talked to Luke Meredith and, and uh, actually talked to the referee and he's like, he's like, we, I don't know where they, you know, where they changed it to two or why they did. It should be a three because we left the court, said it was a three. Uh, so that's how it went in the record books was at 74, 72, 51 points broke the record. And the video shows uh, it was the right uh, call. You know, he was behind the line. So uh, he's deserving of that 51 in the, in the record. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I think the reason they changed it to two was because he kind of ended up falling forward as he shot it. And it looked like he was inside the line at that. And they probably just looked up and saw him uh, as he was falling forward. And I'm assuming that's why they changed it. So, you know, no, it, it, what, it wouldn't have been a huge deal at all if uh, it wouldn't have been 51. <laughs> you know, so yeah. no one would have cared if it was a, it called it wrongly a two because uh, they won anyway. But yeah, it was turned out to be 51. Is credible. Uh, you know, 41 in the second half and the two overtimes. I mean, just insane game. And Pendleton Heights played really well. They they probably should have won a couple different times. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I go down this. And then the next, I saw Josiah Ball from McConaughey. Obviously, he's not uh, on the Mullins level, but again, it's like another junior who's just like like really a unique player. You know, probably better than people realize he is. Um, you know, just like all these guys are juniors, it seems like. So every game I go to, I'm like, that's a, like Julius Gizzy last week dropping 36 on LN, like another junior. It's like, man, all these guys are seem like they're all in that same class. Yeah, this class is just loaded. It's it's fun because they keep improving too. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously a lot of times people or players get reputations early in their career and don't quite live up to it, but this class just seems to get better and better with every every week or two somebody else is popping up. Yeah, and and Kyle, you were talking about somebody at McConaughey, not exactly a a hotbed of basketball talent. I think it's really cool to see the dispersion of the different schools. Um, you come back into the greater Fort Wayne area. I know Trey Yoder at Woodlands having a really good junior year. Gavin Benton at Manchester is, I think, like 23-12. and 12, And he's produced at a high level from his first game as a freshman. Um, just really cool to see kids from all over the state and maybe at places that don't traditionally have, you know, this level of basketball talent being talked about for, you know, spots on junior all-star teams. And um, like Trevor said, there's so much depth in this class. You're going to get that. It's going to be – uh, really interested to see these kids who have made a jump in their junior years. Now who makes a jump uh, to their senior year for next year's team as well. Yeah. It's one of those years. I always look forward to years like that. Cause you kind of know what these teams like going into this year, there's a lot of, you just didn't know what these teams would look like exactly going into next year. We're going to know a lot like, Oh, this team, this team, you know, we lose people like Flory and uh, Kokomo obviously will, will uh, look a lot different, but man, I mean, it's just like, you know, Cathedral, you know, look how good they're going to be, uh, you know, with Brady Kaler, you know, it's just like, you know, it's just all kinds of, all kinds of uh, stuff to look forward to for next year. I'm already excited for next year and we haven't even finished this year. So, uh, but yeah, right, it's a the calendar. Yeah, it's a, it's a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great class. So, uh, but yeah, we could, we could do a whole nother uh, episode on that, but uh, I know Shark's got to watch uh, Columbo and, and get on with his, <laughs> get on with his night. So, uh, but appreciate you guys doing it. anything else. Uh, anybody else we missed? I, you know, I, I don't know if there's anybody we, I'm sure there is that more people we could mention, but, uh, 
Anybody else we missed? I don't have any glaring omissions right now. Obviously, like you said, there's a bunch that could be named, but well, it will take a lot for them to get on the team from here on out. But um, definitely be interesting to see how the rest of the season and the state tournament plays out to see who does get on this team. And it'll be interesting to see if anybody kind of plays their way on via the top 60 workout. You know, that's happened in the past where guys have had really impressive workouts there and, and maybe, you know, going in, we're not, on the team and kind of played their way on um, via that workout. So that'll be interesting to see as well. And there could be two or three guys in that workout that play their way on. That's the Eugene German uh, route to the team. That's uh, mm -hmm. and he definitely, he definitely deserved it. Uh, but yeah, you could see a guy like, uh, you know, there's, there's players that, like Jordan Lomax uh, or uh, Mason Lewis, you know, guys like that who, who would play well and have had, you know, those are guys who are also transfers, though. And we maybe, you know, sometimes those guys maybe have a harder time. But in a top 60 type thing, you know, they may pop off and and, uh, and play really well. And then it's like, OK, in a year where there's that opening, I mean, that could decide something. So anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, but I appreciate you guys doing this and, uh, you know, we'll see how it shakes out. About a month left of the season, and then we'll get into sectional play, and and teams will start falling off, and others will will move forward, and it'll sometimes create some more questions, or sometimes create some, uh, you know, some more uh, easier to pick. So, but uh, thanks, guys. Appreciate it, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle.